2019 uh the pmv it's come it, it's come with that twisty neck deal um that's the biggest reason that i've seen it but you know and i thought i don't know my my way of thinking is get rid of the problem and 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 it goes away um which i mean it does but i've since found out that it can show up in birds that are apparently completely healthy um and that's kind of, there's kind of a mystery and myth about that too um i've had a lot of experienced guys that have dealt with the pmv and and that kind of stuff they have they've told me that it, it does go away um other guys uh that are deathly afraid of it take that sucker out and and you know that kind of stuff but uh i had an experience where where i bought a bird and i brought it home and uh i put it up and i started watching it and on the fourth of july started doing the boogie dance looks like the exorcist uh <laughs> it looked like it was crazy it was the craziest thing i ever saw and it was like at 10 o'clock at night and um i'm not sure if the fireworks stressed her out or what the deal was but uh you know she just started she just started tripping and she's she's consistently done it um you know since since i've had her i've had her over a month and a half she's not sick she's feeling fine she's actually put on weight uh and i'm hoping that one day um you know she she molts out nice but um you know she's just got that issue and it, it come from pmv fortunately the guy that i got her from he was he was honest about uh you know he told me that he had had it go through his loft and his his um his assumption was that it you know when the bird got stressed that it showed back up the and, symptoms uh, yeah yeah the yeah. symptoms no nothing i mean i've got i've got a few birds like somewhere between 80 and 100 ish and if i did have it in you know in my home uh the rest of them surely would have been affected by it so right i think we're good there but i guess the reason you know i i found that article so interesting is uh it does give a timeline on um how long it takes for the bird to shed you know how long that bird sheds that virus and is control. right yeah um, and that's the scary part like you're talking about where you know just based on the fear aspect you know you want to you know even even the amount of time that pmv can be contracted back off of the surface right. you know you, you'll see you have a bird actively with pmv in a loft you pull all your birds out of that loft like when are you going to feel 100 percent comfortable putting birds back in there you know like that that's really good about that article you said yeah it, it, it talks pretty clear about some of that stuff and um yeah when it when it's a virus thing like that too i mean so you know you have a bird that might get symptoms but it's not it's not bringing back the virus to where it can contaminate the rest of your birds and um we talked before about even the ability to have that bird mother some other birds and pass on its antibodies i mean yeah that was you know, something that, that was that's interesting uh, that was something that was told. I've heard that several times, and I've I've been watching these uh, 
you know, these guys in Belgium and across the pond, we'll, we'll say, uh, you know, they they believe that you need to keep a little bit of dirt, you know, a little bit of uh, droppings in your loft. A lot of them For have sure. beautiful lofts. Um, they don't leave them filthy, but they do keep droppings in there for the antibodies. Um, yeah. You know, and I believe that probably there's more birds than we know of that have had PMV because it doesn't affect them all the same. You know, right. If, if they get supportive care soon enough, um, it doesn't start doing the neuro stuff and all that crap. Uh, it's just a, and it's a game of numbers too. Um, that six week period, if I don't catch it uh, before other birds get contaminated, um, I never know when the last one's sick. That could be a long time. Yeah. I've, I've even, I've read before where if you build a new loft and it's, you know, all brand new wood and everything's all brand new that you want to take droppings from your old loft and kind of spread it around and let it kind of get in there. Um, just to keep the birds immunities up. And, you know, I've, I, I sometimes wonder if that wasn't some of the problem that I was having with my stuff. Cause I would be over the top. I would clean my, my breeder loft out. I'd clean it every day. I mean, it was, it was like a house in there, you know, I clean it every day. And, um, I talked to some of these older breeders and they say the same thing about as long as the droppings are dry, that's the key. Cause even a little bit of wet droppings can be a problem, but as long as the droppings are dry, you know, some guys are saying every three, four months, go in there, clean it out, but let it sit. And that just keeps their, you know, strong immune systems and it yeah. keeps them kind of, you know, strengthened up on that side. Yeah. When I went, I went over to a guy's house. Um, he's got a, he's got a bunch of nice birds. Um, a few, uh, they're not gigantic lofts. I'd say they're what, eight by 12 ish, you know, but they're tall and they've got an uh, open front and everything and the fly cage and stuff, uh, covered on three sides. But, um, all of his stuff was facing West. And I mean, he lives like practically on the face of the sun. Yeah. You know, this guy, this guy lives, uh, it's a barren desert out there. So I was like, wow, you know, that's gotta be awful hot. You know, these birds, uh, these birds ain't, ain't, you know, it's facing the sun. And what he told me was that his theory was that, um, the faster you can dry those droppings out, the better. Um, yeah. they like sun, they like sun and, um, as long as they got water and stuff like that and they got a place to get in the shade and, and that kind of thing, uh, it's not an issue for him. And I thought that was interesting, you know, and it makes a lot of sense too, because wetness creates ammonia because that feces is breaking down and that's like the great ammonia is the greatest way to cause a respiratory illness anyway. Yeah, you know, that's just bad juju. Yeah. Dampness. I mean, I think, I think that was one of the first things that everybody told me about pigeons is they need airflow, but it can't be drafty, and uh, and no dampness. Dampness kills the birds, which is like pretty much all birds if you if you step back and look at it. I mean, they don't really like any of that stuff. So. Right. I mean, that's. And you know, honestly, with uh, with all of my stuff, I've been always, I've been, I've always been scared of contracting any kind of diseases or anything like that because I knew that it would be hard to track down and fix. And plus, I didn't want to lose any of my birds. 
you know, I enjoy my birds. So, you know, I didn't want to have that happen. So I, that's why I used to clean my loft every day. And, you know, ventilation was like one of the things you always hear about, like, regardless of where you're seeing it, like it's ventilation is a key point, keeping it all dry. And so, you know, I, I, I did everything by the book with my stuff, you know, and that's why it would drive me bonkers. And I'd go see some of these lofts and I'm like, man, you got pigeon droppings two feet high in there, you know, but they were dry. You know, and in my head, I was like, oh, that needs to be cleaned, you know, but it doesn't because they're just keeping it dry. Um, and I so it was, yeah. One thing that's deceptive about a lot of these fancy, pretty lofts is that you can't see where the ventilation is. They've cleverly, you know, they've cleverly put it in. Mm. They'll show they'll show it off to you. You know, they show you the dowel ceilings and the graded floors and stuff. You don't consider that. It, to me... My, my first thought was that was to make it easier to clean the droppings fall through all right that's actually ventilation straight up that's for sure that's it's you know it took me a minute to figure that out um and now i'm that's what's going on in my loft i'm i'm looking for ways to ventilate my loft because uh because that one bird you know they um we were talking to joe about the canker deal um yeah i don't have enough ventilation but yeah. anyway, back to the, the PM. Um, so six weeks, they say, right? Six weeks is what that thing said, that they right. can shed the illness. After, now, I guess the only question I have is, is it six weeks from the time they contract it, from the time it's incubated, from the time they've cleared it? Uh, what's, you know, that's the only thing that it's not clear to me on. Six yeah. weeks from when? From the time yeah, I notice it? Well, they say I did notice in there where it said that any uh, any birds that that uh, oh what does it say any birds that don't show symptoms within ten days can be vaccinated safely. So what does that mean? Pull the pull the affected member out and wait ten days to see what you got and then vaccinate. I mean, typically when you hear about like the, the shedding, you know, that's typically, I mean, this is just me thinking out loud, but after the bird is over it, they can still pass it on is what I would say. So we're talking, so we're talking 12 weeks from right. the time it starts. Cause if, cause if the, if the disease runs its course in six weeks from the time it starts from its onset, then it takes six weeks to and, healthy you know and i would then, stay i would err on the side of caution anyway you know i mean i wouldn't try to rush back into it i would i would take that longer amount of time right and geez that's another reason i think i had so many problems is because i never really had a proper quarantine area set up um i had i had one one loft it was my breeder loft it was my training loft it was my everything so i got a new bird man i would just throw that bird in there and you know i've, I've, I've honestly probably dodged a lot of bullets and um it finally just caught up with me you know I, and now that i can finally separate birds i have those individual cages i can put them in and really watch them and a quarantine area to keep new birds in until that you know before i introduce them into the flock now what um, are you what are you doing for a quarantine area <laughs> so my quarantine area is a uh i got a 50 gallon barrel on its side with a dog kennel on the outside of it and okay. i can't i can't fit a ton of birds in there but if I, especially if I see a bird that's just looking funny, I can throw it in there. 
but I also got those show cages so I can put if I you know want to put some birds in show cages I can put a bird in every other one so that way there's no I'm calling you know, those observation cages yeah observation watch them and then they can't you know they can't put droppings in the other one's cage if you separate them out far enough right and um you know my breeder cages that's uh it's like a four by eight stack you know two on each side i can go cat a corner with that so that way there's no way they're not sharing food they're not sharing water they're far enough away and um you know you keep them up that way but i mean it's all lessons learned you know when you go through something like that sure and uh it's still a uh it's still a scary thing when you're dealing with sickness because there are a lot of different ones out there and um you know you definitely can't just google it you know, you right. really do got to read up on it. I definitely feel like I've educated myself when I had that go through my loft and, you know, yeah. learned about a lot of different things. And That's um, the only thing but, you can do. I mean, if you, and that's, I kind of think that's why we're talking because uh, it's tough to, um, it's tough to find uh, information. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of what seems to be anecdotal theories. Um, you know, well, oh, and green fire this at it it's uh right. you know <laughs> uh you got this um you know something something give it some grit that'll straighten it right up um oh looks like it needs some cal oh <laughs> your bird's limping shoot it give it some calcium it needs some oyster shell you can buy that for 20 bucks a bag you know stuff like that um, right um I worry about a lot of that stuff. I don't. Some of it's absolutely true. I I believe that a hundred percent. But not everything we're looking at is the same. And uh, right, you know. Well, some like, of these old timers, you know, they'll have their solution. Garlic, garlic for everything. You know, anytime right. a bird looks funny or the dropping man, just put some garlic. And then if it's worked for them in the past, you know, that's just what they'll do. They'll do that all the time. Or or the four in one. You know, I still know guys that like swear by that stuff and maybe and maybe it works if like you got a mild case of something you know you know my situation might have been different but you know but it's like everything looks like a nail when your solution is a hammer you know and but there really is a lot of different ways you know of looking at it and stuff and um that book fancy pigeons is a really good one for looking up different uh symptoms and stuff like that and i mean it, it even shows you like pictures for an autopsy of what the organs would look like depending on what sickness might be there um, what was that book um it's called fancy pigeons it's actually a book uh out of germany it's translated into english and stuff but um it's a it's a really good book for um for health and stuff like that and they you know they go into loft design stuff but i i consider that my go-to for any kind of sickness um, is that that big encyclopedia looking book that you showed me it's the it's the blue book and it just says fancy pigeons on it okay um but yeah it's it's a, it's a good book for looking up and they got one that's also called uh what is it i think it's just called uh bear or breeding healthy pigeons or something like that is another good one but they actually get all their stuff from this book. I mean, this is kind of like a really good go-to, but because I don't, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't like looking up stuff on Google. A lot of the times, it's you know the the algorithm is strange about what you can get and and what the solutions are. You know, this wow. one specifically tells you what to treat with, and they give you a really good description too about symptoms, a wider range of symptoms. You know, and it's when I was going through that stuff, a lot of symptoms overlap and stuff, so I was like. Maybe it's coccidiosis, and maybe it's that's this. A tough yeah. One. yeah, that's a tough you know. one because the, uh, the 
the the droppings. Oh man. Oh yeah. What Google Google droppings? yeah, Google that. Google my pigeons got green poop. It'll oh, tell you moly. 40 different things, you know, and and everyone's for sure that this is what it is, you know. I mean, green droppings just mean you got issues going on with your liver is my understanding and a lot of things can cause issues with the liver. Yeah, I, it's I don't even I can't even begin to explain that when, you know, I, I'm kind of, all I know for sure is what they look like when they're, they're doing great. Um, the rest of the time it's off color. It just drives me nuts. Oh, I know. And you can't help but look, I mean, it's, you know, you're always, you're always looking, I mean, you're cleaning out the trays and this one doesn't look like that one, you know, and. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things can go into that. Maybe the bird's starting to molt, or maybe it's getting ready to lay an egg or something. And you know, or feed change is a big one. I've gotten a little bit lighter on it. You know, um, I've I've lightened up on that worrying about the color all the time. But I think it's a it's a good indication uh, of an overall baseline on your bird. If you've got forty birds that are all shooting the same, um, and you've got one bird that. You know, like I, like I told, uh, like I told Johannes today, I had one bird that just stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, yeah. you you know, it's not the same. It's not right. Uh, and you know, that's why it come to my attention. And but if you've got that one bird that's just float, just spraying green, man, what do you do with it? I take it out. I take yeah. it away oh, from yeah. the flock. I isolate it. Um, and I give it, you know, I give it what, what I think it might need. I don't ever medicate right away, um, unless it's like, uh, just crazy snotty, you know, some kind of respiratory deal. I don't ever medicate it right away. Um, I'm, I'm looking for viral symptoms that might be kind of crazy. Do you put it on like any kind of like electrolytes or anything like the booster at all to help? Yeah. So, so like I've always, I've always attributed the, um, the green, um, to gut health. So I do and, and dehydration, um, and chickens, the, the greens was uh, bloody, you know, the, the, the blood shows green in their droppings. So I kind of, I kind of leaned on that. Now I never looked that up. Uh, but that's, I believe that's, uh, green is, is the blood. Um, but anyway, I yeah. won't dwell on that too much. I, that's a sign of gut health to me. So I do, uh, electrolytes, uh, with a probiotic. It's that rooster booster stuff. It's cheap. Lasts a long time. You don't have to use very much of it. And in fact, they don't like it when you do. So, um, you gotta make sure you don't use too much, but, uh. I've been using that stuff for years and it's it's helped a lot of stuff and I use it as a routine thing too kind of once or twice a week at least um, if I if I'm out there and I notice that they're not tip you know tap dancing like they were yesterday or something's a little off that's the first my first go-to is an electrolyte it's yeah. hot out here it's super hot out here yeah and, uh, you know versus where you're at um, we're hot and dry just dry dry all the time so uh i think the water and the electrolytes is, is a really good thing i mean that's uh, big because even when you read about pmv which is probably one of the worst ones that you could get really 
but they even say that like electrolytes actually replenishes something that PMV is pulling out of them and that you can bring birds around just by giving them electrolytes so I mean there's a lot to be said about that I mean really yeah and I, I'm starting to do the uh, I'm starting to do the apple cider vinegar um, and it's not because I used that before because I didn't use it all the time um, I I rarely used it but I looked up one day I was looking up borax to see how safe it was for uh, pigeons yeah and cause for I've the bath using, you mean yeah I've been using it yeah. for the bath water it keeps them nice uh, cleans mm-hmm. them up and that kind of stuff but um, bottom line on that was that it was um, it was relatively non-toxic for the birds so that's right cool. but it's um, so borax is borax is uh, boric acid right right so yep. as I was on the goggle machine there um, I was looking through and I look at other results too I dig a little deeper you know I don't just pick the top uh, kind of stuff yeah. see what page um, 20 has got there for you right you know and sometimes I hate to say it because they're listening and they're gonna give me more after I say this shit but sometimes when I'm looking at suggested searches or more relevant results uh, it'll it'll show something that I you know my little ADD brain goes squirrel oh yeah let's look at this one so what it said was that the uh, acid in the vinegar <laughs> was uh what promoted gut health they need an acidic condition in their gut is what it says and they need that for proper digestion so now i've said okay chris you're you're uh you're you're doing the electrolytes and stuff you're trying to replenish what they're losing through their bad gut so now you you add a little bit of acid to your regimen and now you're keeping their gut health that's where i'm at that and the grit the grit is important too uh, yeah, the uh, apple cider vinegar. I don't know if you're that one, but like a tablespoon to a gallon of water, and they're drinking that's water. What you're about, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys, uh, racer guys and stuff, and they really they swear by that stuff as well too. That it cleans them out and kind of boosts their gut health too. And the borax, I've heard that from a lot of different people that that's a great way to, you know, keep mites and stuff off of your birds. And you know, that was one of the things when I had that bird die and I took it to the university. They did the lab test. It came back with. Uh, favor mites or something really small i mean like micro you know real small bugs because i do a feather mites or they're called favor like f-a-v-o-r favor mites and they were super small like they go inside the skin i wish i had a jamie here to look that up for me i'm gonna look that up right now just like joe rogan go ahead keep talking there you go and then they look and they go down inside the feather shaft like in that in that area and um because i do all i do a permethrin dip because i've gotten birds before that have had the lice those real long looking lice on them and uh-huh. like immediately after doing that dip of permethrin i'll just have a five gallon bucket i think it's like four ounces or whatever for the permethrin and you know i'll just dip the birds real good and again and it's always been able to get rid of them but i'm like i don't know why that other bird had that on there unless it's so small and it's so deep inside you know what I mean? If it's inside the skin, um, gotcha. you know, I don't know I don't if it's getting I... down in there. Oh, so it's calling them spider mites. Uh, okay. And it's just calling them spider mites, which I think is that red thing. I'm looking for some images here. Um, I think it's the red ones, isn't it? Uh, eh, they're not really Like red. they'll go down, they'll be down inside where the, the shaft of the feather goes in them. Right. So it's, it's a... Uh... 
spider mites, okay. Yeah, and they're red. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's what I would call a feather mite? I, I'm not sure. Uh, did you see it? Did you ever notice any um, stripes on the feathers or anything cool like that? You probably you no, might I'm not have if it didn't. If they hadn't gone through the molt while having the mites, you probably wouldn't notice that. But yeah, and I know that like the big long ones, they'll actually leave like holes. You know, like caterpillars on a leaf. I mean, they yeah. eat away at the feathers, and so, the permethrin has gotten rid of those. And that's where I've been because um, I posted on the Racing Pigeon Global a lot of racer guys on there about. You know what do you do for baths that you can also kind of get two birds with one stone and treat for bugs and um the borax was a popular one then there was a couple other ones like there's stuff called pink pomegranate which is like a granular that you put in there it's an antifungal 